baby. Hey, it's Friday. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> you sound exhausted. Long, long week on the road. Lots of miles. Lots of conversations and sales pitches and stuff like that. Lots of uh, middle-aged women drinking wine. No, that was kind of all over the place. You know, younger ones, middle-aged ones, men too. So, Oh, God, we went to this one place. It was this restaurant, and the staff had been doing cocktail sampling before we got there. And by the time we showed up, I mean, they were shit-faced. They were, I mean, pie-eyed, shit-faced. You know, you know, you can't, you know, if you're sober, you can't have a conversation with somebody because... They're so drunk they can barely focus. Oh hell no! That's why I can't stand drunk people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, you you worked in the bar scene for all those years, so you know that intimately. But yeah, it was just oh. weird rolling to a place at two in the afternoon and the staff is hammered. And this one waitress, I'm like, you're not driving anywhere, are you? No, no, I'm good. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. It's that in like the 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 bar time or like the bar phenomenon or drunk guy phenomenon that I always couldn't stand was a uh, or drunk girl phenomenon was the uh, close talker, the one that's like oh, yeah. the one that's like spitting in your face and like hey 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 you know it just just drove me insane and yeah I don't miss that at all. That but about right. we're gonna tackle a deep topic today huh like death awaits you with nasty big pointy teeth well i was reading this article and they were asking um this guy about death and they asked him about like what's the first time you thought about death when's the when's the first time you found death funny when's the first time you found death that's just horribly horribly tragic and it really just kind of stuck in my head this week you know and i'm like we don't have to talk about farts and pissing all the time. We can actually talk about something real or share real stuff. First time, I don't know what the first time I found death funny, but it seems like there's a some kind of a Florida man article that comes out every oh, day. Oh, God, yeah. Somebody God, doing yeah. something stupid. I mean, I, th- I guess they think like the first time I remember reading or hearing about anything funny was the urban legend about the guy that attached a a rocket to his to a car in the desert and then drove it off you know it was a darwin award thing supposedly oh, oh god that's the phrase i've heard in a long time and the 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 guy actually like it took off instead of just staying on the ground and it actually crashed into a cliff and just left like a like a stain on a on a cliff. I, I just remember the like the article being just absolutely hilarious because it made it sound like this guy was kind of like wanted to be an evil Knievel kind of thing. I don't. I should look into that to see if it's actually really true or not. That reminds me of a movie. It was a B sci-fi movie called The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> and there's a rocket car thing in the beginning. And, I mean, there's a lot of famous actors in there who weren't famous yet, like Jeff Goldblum and John Lithgow before he got, like, super big. You know, it's all these character actors just doing this goofy-ass shit. And I'm like, they couldn't have got paid that much, but it was just such a bizarre concept. But, yeah, there's a rocket car bit in it. And I thought that was what popped in my head. You talked about strapping a rocket to a car. Well, that's how one of the the Mythbusters, uh, the, the blonde one, she died, I think it was trying to set some kind of a 
speed record in a in a car accident out on uh, the salt flats. And then there was there's some kind of weird stories about how there's like a curse of Mythbusters too, because then there was Grant, the guy, uh, the guy that built all the robots and all that kind of stuff. He had kind of like a, I guess like a sudden aneurysm and died. And there were, you know, rumors that the the two lead guys on the show for a while had died in a car accident that turned out to not be true. But there's just kind of a bunch of weird stuff like that was floating around about that for a while. Well, it's the internet for you. People love conspiracies. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Paul oh, yeah. Is- I think people thought I died after leaving the station because I never signed off or anything like that. It was, I was dead. I was in jail. I moved to Mexico. Well, obviously, there's a couple managers that wished you dead. But- they still probably do. And I'm fine with that. You know, it's, it's just to do a little quick tangent about the, the place that shall not be named, but... There's a previous morning show that was there, and they posted something where they they literally won best morning show in Wisconsin, and then got shit canned to save the station money. <laughs> Which just goes to show you how corporations and businesses work. Is like people are not useful; they're immediately replaceable. Well, yeah, that's what happened to me at the the station here. The tiny station that I worked for was like, like they they were sold to the, the the kids of the original owners, and then they came in one day, and I got like the Bob's thing, like, so what do you do here all day? And I'm like, ah, shit. Even though we were making a lot of changes and things were going well, it's it still was the end of the road there. And I, I mean, I got the option, oh, yeah, you can stay on full part time, and I'm like. No, you're going to have to fire me. Yeah. You're not going to get away with not having to pay out unemployment or anything like that. But anyway. That's that's an old trick, but yeah, anyway. Yes. So where are we going with this? So as a little kid, you know, I remember going to funerals and seeing old people, but it didn't really register anything to me because I didn't know them. I didn't have any connection to them. But usually when it really hits you is when you lose a peer like someone your own age, especially when you're young. And the first one I can remember was a girl named Janine I was friends with, and she died from, from a long battle with leukemia. Wow. I mean, I when you're little, you hear the word cancer thrown around, but, you know, like in the late 70s, early 80s, people didn't like to talk about that shit. Now, now people own it because they're survivors, and there's all kinds of benefits, or uh, not benefits, um, um, events and fundraisers and shit like that but I remember her you know she was this sweet girl a bit of a tomboy she's like the pastor's daughter and she got hurt during a basketball game and you know they she was hurt worse than she should have been so they did tests on her they figured out she had leukemia and she went through bone marrow transplants and all kinds of experimental shit and I remember towards the end of her life, she started. She seriously started to look like Gollum. Like her, Jesus. you know, yeah. Her skin had this weird kind of like marble look to it. And like, she just had like strands of hair left. She had this beautiful mane of jet black hair. And it was just like strands. I mean, she seriously looked like Gollum and she was so bitter and hurt by just life in general. 
And I'm like, God damn it. You know, just the whole Kevorkian thing came around. I'm like, after seeing shit like that as a kid, I'm like, you know, if somebody knows they're on their last ride, you shouldn't let them suffer like that. Well, yeah. And as somebody who worked in facilities for a while where I saw that a lot, I'm, I'm pro punching your own card when you get to the point where you're done. Like when you've had enough. Also, when like if you if you get to a certain age and like every single day is nothing's getting better, <laughs> like just you know, and you're just fed up. I'm okay with that. Like you know, not remember Monty, remember Monty Python and the what's it the, the mystery of or no the third one that they did Monty Python the meaning of life meaning of life meaning of life yeah. And remember the, the part with death where you see this guy getting chased through the streets by a bunch of topless women? Yeah, he like, gets to... This man is about to die, only he was able to choose the manner of his death, and it's a bunch of topless women on roller skates. <laughs> he chased him to a cliff, and he jumps off the cliff and lands right in the casket and plops into the hole. <laughs> like, you know, that would be horrible. You know, I watched that with... a girl actually a couple of girls and their parents came in during the every sperm is sacred oh god bit and they were you know it's all about catholics and they were very very catholic and that it just it did not go over well yeah some folks don't have a sense of humor yeah but i mean like i as far as that goes if i get to a certain age where i'm where i'm slipping and i'm aware of it then I'm going to start making plans. Like everybody I know knows to put me in a wheelchair and, and push me off a bridge or something like that. Cause I, I can't, I, or, you know, you're changing my diapers and stuff like that. Like, no, I can't, I can't do that. And it, especially because like, I don't have kids. I, my family's going to be gone. Like I think most of my friends my age get it. So I don't, it's yeah, not like I'm going to be leaving behind a bunch of people that are going to miss me. They're going to like remember the me now versus me shitting myself. And like, you know, you're talking, you know, about you remembering a relative that didn't remember you. I'd rather they go, hey, you know, he didn't go out shitting himself. Yeah, I don't want your niece to have to take care of you and your sodage. Preferably not. Do you remember like a. Uh, What's a celebrity death that affected you? This was something I was thinking about after you brought up the topic. Um, didn't affect me, but I just saw like how rippled out was like when Princess Diana died. Like my mom, oh, all yeah. the way to the 80s, she read every Princess Diana book. She picked up every National Enquirer that had Prince, you know, Die and Charles on there. And I remember yeah. I was actually staying at my parents' house. I think it was like winter break, my last year of college. And it's like 11 o'clock at night. All of a sudden, this news flash comes up. Princess Diana dies in a car crash. I'm like, oh, shit. My mom's going to be really upset in the morning. And it's just like, yeah. And it just kind of took over. You know, 20-some years later, and people still talk about her. Oh, yeah. And there's countless TV shows and movies and and series and, and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. Like, it seems like the one for maybe our generation that people bring up all the time was Cobain and I don't know I mean I thought Nirvana was a decent band but I don't 
know that it was earth-shattering for me. I wasn't out crying in the streets or anything like that. You know, it's well, that, that whole band, I think, you know, you can... They were the voice of our generation, you know, according to, like, the boomers. You know, because they're always looking for their voices of, the, of their generations. That was their whole thing. And they're trying to figure out what ours was, and we didn't really have any. We, we grew up with hair metal bands. You know, well, they were, they were to, like, their credit, they, they killed off hair music. They really did. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. But they I don't did. know. Like, celebrity-wise... Bourdain was probably mine, and it wasn't that long ago. That one, yeah. I had a hard time with. Well, it's because he's such a humanist. Yeah, know? because you know, know I had read his books, and I've I've read several since then. There was an interesting one that I read recently that was a biography, but it was it was done by his friends and talking about how he lived and stuff like that, which was a lot more interesting than just some random dude, you know, writing about him. But Dave, uh, David Bowie, that's another one. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's lucky he survived that long. I mean, you know, during his thin white Duke days where, you know, he was basically just a walking skeleton and living on cocaine. You know, he talks about this whole clusters of years he can't recall at all. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yet Keith Richards will go on forever. Apparently... Maybe all those blood transfusion stories were true, or he's eating placentas or something. I don't know. Jesus. Yeah, well, think, Mick Jagger stays young because he's always banging young chicks. So That'll be Leonardo you... DiCaprio in like another thirty years. So the secret to youth is to bang someone younger than you. It's like the dark crystal. I must consume your essence. <laughs> what other celebrity ones come to mind just off the top of your head? Yeah, Prince. That was a major one. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Although the last number of, you know, last few years of his career, he was just so weird. But now we know that he actually had a pharmaceutical drug problem. You know, he was yeah, always and I curious about not doing party drugs. Then some of his really weird behavior he could chalk up now to, like, major fucking opiate use. Because of his hip problems. Well, there was the the same thing happened actually with Cobain in that like a week before, like Cobain was hospitalized for a uh, heroin, and he actually tried to roofie himself. But like Prince, like a, it was five days I think before he died. You know, he was flown to a hospital, and they said oh, I yeah, guess he had he had some kind of an illness, and he said, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll still be around for a while, or you know, savior save your prayers kind of thing and then i was i was actually working with a girl at the time that was really into prince like she had t-shirts she was always wearing and always talking about his music and stuff like that and i was i actually told her you know that it happened and she she lost it actually and yeah bourdain was a big one you know, as far as, like, personal people, there was a friend of mine that I found out, like, way after the fact um, from Chicago and in Atlanta. And actually, he was just so depressed that he uh, locked himself in a hotel room for, like, a week and just basically drank himself to death. That one, uh, shout out to, uh, he go, went by the screen name of Harry Canyon, actually. <laughs> Really? He was probably 
probably the one guy at the time too. I remember going to a bar in Chicago and uh, for a party and uh, sitting down with him and uh, us just just drinking like not not even like holding back like we're just gonna do shots just to see what happens more or less so that was a nightmare and then there was a guy named uh that i knew from our our college dorm actually that had the same kind of cancer thing you were talking about that like he got his diagnosis though and died within like five days and we all also knew that he was really not happy about it like he did not want to go that's i think that's the hard part I had a college professor and he was just this larger than life personality when he was a professor and then he retired and he was always gone, you know, so his retirement was about spending time with his wife. And so he's retired for a couple years and then one spring is out walking with his wife and this is like his whole body hurt. Went in, got diagnosed with bone cancer and was gone by the end of the summer. And you know some of the some of his older students were trying to keep his spirits up, so they invited some of us that were still local to come visit. And I always regret going to visit them because they basically had him doing hospice at home. And you know he was just wearing like shorts and a t-shirt, but you could tell he had flop sweat so bad, and he was just out of his head on pain meds because, you know, bone cancer. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, those you're usually towards the end pretty much sweat and morphine or whatever they're giving you. Yeah, and so I, you know, it took me years to try and purge that memory out of my head to try and focus on, like, you know, the wild, crazy days, you know, when I was a student. But... Yeah, that was the thing about this guy, Harry, too, is he actually worked for CNN and was a producer and um, was just a just a wild, crazy guy, you know, and then just all of a sudden, like, I, I found out I hadn't heard anything from him in a while and hadn't seen anything online in a while because I was here and he was, he was uh, still in Atlanta, but he used to come to Chicago and we'd hang out, but... And then, you know, found out that he passed and that was, you know, it was, there was a very long period of like a couple of weeks for all of us that knew him, uh, you know, that weren't immediate family that had to figure out how or why, or that was kind of the, the mystery of it. That kind of made it more depressing than like, know that no one, you, you, dying alone, that's, I think everybody dies alone though, realistically. Well, you know, some people, you know, don't want people to watch them like that. But other people are afraid and don't want to go alone just in case there's nothing waiting for them afterwards. Or there's something hot and burning waiting for them. You know, I remember when my mom was the oldest of 13 kids. And when my grandma's heart started to fail, she lasted long enough for all 13 kids were able to get home from, like, as far away as, um, uh, Alaska, and so all the kids were around the bed as she passed. You know, and I'm like, Jesus, I mean, that's that's a minor miracle just to do that, but even when she was dying in her hospital bed, she tried to fix me up with nurses. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. like that, like my my dad's dad was awesome guy, just just kind of funny and 
But he kind of got the short end of the stick, and I, I have no problem with saying that the, the woman that he married, who's now dead, is was a complete bitch. Not like I don't like to speak ill of the dead, but she was, mm. and I don't think he was ever really happy with her. But there were like five or six times when I was either growing up or out of the state or whatever, and hearing, "Oh, Grandpa's gonna die," so fly back home or haul ass back home and. There he is. He beat it again. But I mean, the guy lived through Pearl Harbor and almost dying in the war a couple of different times. And, you know, I mean, like I've got a tattoo of his, the railroad watch, worked on the railroad forever, was, you know, did a lot of serious, like hard work, but was still a, was still a cool guy. When he passed, that one was tough, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of how would okay if you had a choice of how you would go out, what would it be? That's that's a uh, deep what's, one. What's, what's the old joke? You know, I, I hope I go out like my grandpa who died peacefully in his sleep, as opposed to the four people that were riding in the car with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Or that was a classic, but I don't know. or let's go with this. Or, how would you like to be like a what would your funeral be like i'm thinking big ass party yeah yeah no church stuff whatsoever i mean there's no, no. you know poorly sung hymns and more or less pointless homilies i'd rather people get up and do swap stories you know at that point i'd be dead so i wouldn't care like how risque or horrible they were or or, or revealing where the bodies were buried previously, so yeah. Well, I kind of want that stuff. I like. I want a list of stuff that like to come out. <laughs> like, you ever wonder who did this? Yeah, that was him. Yep. Yeah. Or uh, did, like, have you ever seen um, the videos of John Cleese doing the eulogy for Graham Chapman? No. When he died, it's on YouTube. You can find it. Oh, Basically, yeah. going up in front of the the crowd and talking about how much of a bastard that Graham Chapman actually was. Like it's it's in the audience is like crying and laughing at the same time. And then they did they all the whole Monty Python cast saying always look on the bright side of life. Yeah, gosh. something like that would be like if I could get all all my friends to sing that at a funeral while just absolutely shithouse drunk, that would be ideal. And then I have, like, I don't remember who it was that said they wanted their... It was a comedian talking about um, how they want their will to be a treasure map, so you actually have to go and find the shit. Oh, that'd be fun. And my, like, my goal would be to be, like, shot out of a cannon to, like, Hunter Thompson, but just, like, my... Full body, not my ashes. Wearing like a like a football helmet and a tutu. Oh Jesus! And like no warning of what's going on either. Like they think it's going to be some kind of a you know depressing funeral, and all of a sudden, kaboom! I know. Especially if I could be in the Superman pose with one like fist in front of me. God. Maybe over like my. high school's football field while there's a game going on. Oh. See, I just assumed, like, they spread my ashes, like, out in the woods someplace, like, at the farm I grew up, and then they just put, like, a small little stone on, you know, 
out where the, the family plot was. You know, that'd be enough. I don't need some giant monuments. That'd just be ridiculous. I mean, oh, I, hell no, because it's not like after a couple weeks anybody comes and visits you anyway. No, no. And I've got no money to leave anybody, so I don't have to worry about, you know, any <laughs> nieces or nephews trying to butter me up or, like, stay in my good graces. Yeah, I think I'd like to have some kind of, like, a legend. Like, there's like there's a secret stash of cash somewhere, and then, ha, ah, there's nothing. Or um, I, I think that was like an '80s used... movie when I was a kid. It's one of those, one of those goofy ass comedies, kind of like holdovers from like the '60s and '70s. Like it's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah, you know, or like um, uh, Cannonball Run, that kind of dumb shit. But it was like this guy left something for his family, and they're all supposed to track him down. At the end, there wasn't anything there. He was just fucking with them. You know, there's also. Oh, I, I wouldn't mind having a weekend at Bernie's done with me, too. Oh, God. <laughs> the thing about that is, you know, once you're dead for a certain point, you start leaking out your orifices. That's why, well, most people don't know this, is they start sewing up your holes and putting in plugs so shit's not leaking. Yeah, you know, the I guess, you know, there's actually a company where you can get your ashes... Um, pressed into a fireworks like one of those big artillery shells yeah and I think that would be cool especially if you could fire it off like one of those big loud like the ones that's just like a big white flash and kaboom like right over somebody's house that I don't like so my ashes would be you know scattered all over their property or I would really like to haunt somebody well so you remember when the hobbit died yeah so his, his sister gave me some of his ashes to bring back and spread around the lacrosse area because he loved it up here so much. So we bring the ashes back, and then we actually sprinkled some around UWL, where I won't reveal. And then we <laughs> um, had just a little bit left, so I sprinkled it around a little tree in a park outside my house. And oddly enough, you know, the Hobbit was the Hobbit because he was short and extremely hairy. Yeah, he was. He might be the topic of a of a show down the line because he was one of the biggest perverts I have ever known and was completely shameless about it, um, amongst other strange, wicked things. But anyways, uh, so this I don't know if, if his, his ashes stunted the growth of this tree or the tree was a runt to begin with, but it is still the shortest tree in this park and then in this kind of row of trees. <laughs> I don't know if it's stunted because when people walk their dogs, the dogs like to piss there. I'm not, I don't know, but it's just, it's funny. And I still have his, his, his urn in my basement and the plastic bag that his ashes were in. There's probably still some residue in there. Yeah, you could smoke me. I'd be fine with that, too. Oh, God. I... Or um, what would you want your tombstone to say? Have you ever thought about that? Nothing. Just my name, you know, and date of date of birth, date of death, just so there was, like, some little footnote that I was there. I like some of the funny ones I've heard, like, uh, Jesus Christ, it smells like shit down here. God. <laughs> That's somebody that really hated their family. That, or I can see up your dress, or uh, look behind you. 
or I want one of those video things that just plays like the you can get them I guess that just plays like your memories on like an endless loop but I want it playing like the video for Barbie girl or something over and over and over and over just just on the occasion that I'd be annoying everybody else in the cemetery forever I think they're solar powered or you know just like who farted I don't know if it's true or not, but supposedly there's a gravestone here in town that actually says, uh, let, let your wind be free as in farts. Um, let your wind be free wherever you be. Cause that's what killed me. And I don't know if that's a guy who's like intestines exploded or prostate issue or something. I think just going out in an explosion in general is probably a, a decent way to go though. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun to be part of a nuclear explosion. Because <laughs> that would spread your ashes across an entire continent. Is that like the Dr. Zhivago thing where you guys like riding the bomb in? No, no, it's uh, Dr. It's not Dr. Zhivago because that's like a, a German um, uh, drama or no, Russian drama or something. Oh, what is it? Uh, yeah, uh... Ah, crap. Doctor something or how I learned to start loving the bomb. It was an old Stanley Kubrick movie. It was yeah, yeah, drama yeah. Drama and it turned into a black comedy. Yeah. And yeah, Peter Sellers I... plays like three different characters in it, including the doctor, who's, who's obviously like an old Nazi, you know, yeah. scientist. He's like, yes, Martin Fuhrer. I'm excuse me. I mean, Mr. President. <laughs> Yeah, I want to go out in a way... Dr. Strangelove, that's what it was. Yes, thank you. Jesus. I want to go out in a way that people are going to definitely remember. Well, preferably not in a clock tower with a rifle. No, 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 not like gruesome. I don't want to take a bunch of people with me, but I want to go out in a cool way, definitely. Well, that's the other old joke is, you know, you know, want to go out, you know, crawling out of a window shot by a jealous husband. Oh, yeah, that... That seems highly likely. Or if you want a good one, you know, shot by a jealous lesbian wife. I I think that's the kind of flair that you're looking for. Yeah. I want like wearing a top hat and tails. And only the top hat and tails. Singing my way. God, that'd be this was this is kind of depressing, but yet I think it still needs to be something fun. I don't know. It's just, you know, everybody dies. It happens to everybody. You know, you're going to try to make the most of your life. Some people can't. See, like, if you were to do my eulogy, I would want you to walk up and just surprise everybody and go, like, Mikey K was a piece of shit. And then for, like, ten solid minutes. Kind of like the Graham Chapman thing. Like, I mean, that'd be easy enough to fill if I just went around to everybody you've ever worked for and just be like, tell me a little bit about Mikey. You know, so I just... Have this whole long thing, or you just want me to make up shit in general. Either that, or pay a whole bunch of women to show up and then complain about how like I owe them child support. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Just to surprise, like have all these women walk in at the end, like fifty of them, and they're all from different countries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. So what have we learned today? Uh, death can be funny. 
death can be funny. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting us to get a lot darker with this, and we did. We actually still kept it kind of lighthearted. Oh, well, yeah. I mean... Like a babbling brook. It's going to happen. I mean, why get all upset over it? I mean, everybody cashes out at some point. I know there's some old couples, and I always, I always tell the wife, you know, I'm still pleasantly surprised you haven't put a pillow over his head. Another thing on my yeah that that would be another another in my sleep would be fine I guess I could deal with that. Of course, who cares? Well, I mean, I don't have to care about what I could deal with. I'm gonna be fucking dead. Like who who knows? Who cares? It's like you can donate my organs. There aren't gonna be any organs left of me that are gonna be usable though. Realistically, oh, yeah. Yeah, second that emotion. <laughs> What would your last meal be if you had the chance, like before you were sent oh, to the God. chair? Like a big platter of like lamb chops with like Lebanese seasoning, a bottle of Shiraz from Australia, a bunch of uh, steak fries, probably lots of salt because at that point you don't have to worry about sodium. If you're putting me in the chair, I want to be filled with like five pounds of pop, unpopped popcorn. Or I want somebody to bring me a five gallon bucket of mash of mac and cheese. Yeah, I hear you, thing sounds like a bit that they do in Rick and Morty. I want to make a mess. <laughs> if I'm going out unwillingly, I want it to be just as unpleasant for the person doing it. Mm, fair enough. All right, so we've tackled death. 